Hello and welcome back once again to the Row Z Show. Joined as always with Harry. Hello, Michael. And once again with not so much a special guest now as it's his second appearance. Yeah. Dan Edwards. Still at home. Hello. How's it going? Very well, thank you. You? Yeah, not bad. Not bad. Harry, how's your week been? Yeah, it's been decent, mate. A few good results for United. Mm, much more positive than my week, I would say. Yeah. So we are back. We're talking about football. I might not sound so cheery today, um, unfortunately for the listeners. Not as much as my United fans opposite me. Um, a big a big week of football again. A lot of Champions League, a lot of Europa League talk. We will be back talking about the Premier League and more specifically the top four race today. So that to look forward to. However, once again, we're going to start with European competition and the Champions League in which we saw... Chelsea and Man City triumph. They'll meet in an all-Premier League Champions League final. Um, Let's start with the second leg of Chelsea-Real Madrid. Chelsea 2-0 winners. I thought absolutely exceptional on the night. Um, Harry, what was your your takeaways from that game? Well, I thought the same as probably what everyone else thought and that Chelsea pretty much ran away with it. They were exceptional. Um, I know you want to mention, obviously, N'Golo Kante. He was sublime. Yep, yep. at the back, they were so solid. You know, Madrid, obviously, we know how threatening they are. Karim Benzema is such a good forward. That midfield so dangerous, so creative. But Chelsea handled everything so well, and they looked so dominant, always the ones, you know, going forward, creating chances. I thought um, I thought Kai Havertz had a particularly good game. Yeah. He had a lot of criticism this season. I thought he was superb. Mason Mount, I know you want to mention him as well. Uh, again, showing up on the big stage, fantastic from him. And Chelsea, I looked at the um, expected goals for the game. They had 3.56 to Madrid's 0.49. So it just shows how much Chelsea deserved to go through. You know, I thought, along with probably a lot of other people, that Chelsea might struggle in the Champions League this season, considering in the league they've not been they've not been unbelievable. Under this Lampard, year. especially, especially yeah. under Lampard. You yeah. know, I really wish he was still there. Mm. But the, the, two, the turnaround that Thomas Tuchel's had, you know, beating Atletico and the Champo, easing pretty much easing past Real Madrid because they looked in control away from home as well. Yeah. Yeah, they did. Um, it's it's amazing that it's amazing how they turned it around. It's a completely different it. team, isn't it? They are completely. Tuchel's come over. Well, yeah. yeah, I'll speak to you, Dan. Then because obviously it was sort of very much in the balance going into the second leg. It was one-one yeah. from the first leg. I think I said last week I thought Madrid. I, I, I hold my hands up to that. I, I was honest and thought Madrid would probably come through this one just because of their pedigree in Europe. You know the amount of times they've won it. Um, even recently they've won it, and I know they're sort of. They are an ageing, you could say, in decline side. But when you've got the likes of, you know, Modric, Cruz, Ramos, you know, Benzema, Hazard, these winners, they're always in the game. But Chelsea, minute 1 to 90, absolutely battered them. So were you sort of surprised, Dan, by by to the extent that that Chelsea found it so comfortable? Well, yeah, I mean, I I was the same as you. I said before that I thought thought, thought Real would ease through it. I just thought they'd have the quality. I thought Zidane would have the experience to be able to see Chelsea off. But... In all honesty, Chelsea are great. They played really well. I mean, Thiago Silva, you can see the difference he's had in that Chelsea team. Mm. Him being at the back, Thomas Tuchel loves him. And Rudiger was, again, very good on the night. Very good coming out of defence with the ball. Well, let's let's talk a bit about their defence then. Because since Tuchel's come in, they've been very impressive defensively. I think Mendy's kept a lot of clean sheets. Um, And you you mentioned in there Thiago Silva. He He had a period out for injury. Do you think... I mean, it was questioned when he came in through his age. I think he was, you know, 35, 36 when he signed. 
do you think he has brought a sort of defensive solidity to them that they've been missing? Yeah, definitely. And I also think, I also think for like the other defenders that they've got, he's sort of been able to order them about sort of getting mm, them into place and how a they bit of a leader, really a bit of a leader. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So even if even if let's say for instance he only stayed for like the rest of this season and went in the summer or he went next at the end of next season, or whatever. Like the difference he's had in the players and like how they as. A, Players, stuff like Rudiger will now push on to be better mm. because he's had he's had the experience being able to play Next with Thiago Silva. No, spot on. Um, yeah, I mean, s- still on the game, I thought I was watching it and I was sort of wait. I won't lie, so obviously I was wanting I wanted Real Madrid to win, right? I didn't really want Chelsea getting to another Champions League final. Um, the only player that sort of looked a bit of a threat, I thought, from Real Madrid was Benzema. He had that shot early on, which was. A, an unbelievable save from Mendy um, you know the shot on the turn and then he had a header later on in the half that Mendy sort of turned over but apart from that it was it was really not much from from open play at all for Real Madrid in terms of chances Chelsea on the other hand um, I mean 2-0 it could have been five or six could have been way more it could have yeah. been a lot more I mean so many chances with Timo Werner had a disallowed goal um, for offside which was his own fault all you have to do there is watch the line right because it's, it's a ball back from the left you just have to curve your run a bit which he didn't do um i mean he couldn't really miss the header could he, he could well yeah <laughs> let's, let's, let's come on to the first goal then because chelsea quite deservedly um take the lead again instrumental in the build-up to it and golo kante um mount, mount and havertz all involved um with a nice, neat 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 piece of football um Havertz gets the dink. It, it would have been a, a, a beautiful finish. Um, comes off the bar, and as you say, literally, even Timo Werner is not missing out <laughs> from a, a, less than a yard, probably. Yeah. 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 Um, the header. So, so that goes in. Did you? Uh, did you fear? It didn't change much for Madrid because they still had to score regardless. But I think mentality-wise, Chelsea taking the lead, it did sort of push them on. Where do you? Where do you lie on that, Harry? Well, I think I think it was sort of the same in the City game in that the most impressive part of both their both their performances was how defensively solid they were because they got these goals. Yeah. But the away goals were still obviously a lot more important because if Madrid scored, exactly. Take yeah, the Werner goal changed game. nothing. Right. As in, for exactly. Yeah. Real Madrid's task, ha- they had didn't to change. score at least one, and one one obviously would have taken them to extra time. So that Werner goal didn't change anything for them. All it would have done is given Chelsea a boost, thinking yeah, we can we can take them. it to these lot. You know, we, yeah. we don't need to be scared of them. So I think, I think it was just the realization that look, we we probably are better than this Madrid side. You know, mm. it doesn't matter that they're Real Madrid, the team with thirteen Champions Leagues. It doesn't matter they've got players like Cruz and Casemiro. Like we can we can go and comfortably beat them. Exactly. So what what do you think about that then, Dan? Because Obviously, on paper, you've got Real Madrid, these Galacticos, these record amount of Champions League wins, you know, stormed through Europe over the years, versus a Chelsea side that's that's changed manager in the season. They've, they've been on a very good run of form, admittedly, under Tuchel. However, they're playing with, with kids, you know, young guys like Mount and Havertz, as talented as they are. Is it impressive they didn't sort of... There was no fear in their game, was there? They completely took it to Real Madrid. Yeah, I think you are all right. But e- equally, I mean, they did spend quite a lot in the summer. Of course and they did, bring, yeah. bring players in like Werner, Havertz, mm. Ziyech. They're yep. big players, like Thiago Silva as well. Like With mm. with the players they brought in, I almost expected them to do better this season. But I think I think since Tuchel's come in, They've shown, you've actually yeah, seen the Chelsea can. side that everyone sort of expects to see. And I can, I can really see yeah, them next exactly. year. Yeah. If they if they make maybe one or two extra signings in the summer, really challenging maybe even for the title next year. Like yeah. They've 
Tuchel's just quality manager. I just wanted to say that, just to, to jump in, just with the, the caveat of I, I'm I'm in no way, shape or form suggesting that Chelsea were sort of plucky underdogs. I'm very much aware they spent an absolute bomb in the summer. Um, <laughs> they always spend a lot of money. But yeah, like with, it, with, 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 with the players having yeah, your team, exactly. I know what you're saying. It's with, more, with, it was more Modric just because, the crews, the, the, yeah, exactly, the, the size of the club of Real Madrid, I almost thought, don't get me wrong, Chelsea, you're right, spent an awful lot of money. It's more just that, there are still a lot of young players that might not have necessarily yeah, definitely. you know been that confident against Real Madrid but fair play to them they were they took the game to them um, like I mentioned there Kante was exceptional he was, he was sublime the he was second so half good. the second half kicked off and it very much continued where it left off Chelsea missing chance after chance I think Havertz missed a one on one the other thing that struck me was it was so easy to get in behind Real Madrid so yeah. easy I, I mean Ramos I know it was his first game back for a while but he's normally been He's been one of the defenders of the last decade, like one of the best defenders in the world, and he was all over the place. It, it seemed like sort of they were playing off sort of a bit of, you know, um, muscle memory almost around Madrid. Like they were sort of just going through the motions a bit, thinking, yeah, this is Europe, we've got this. You could argue, though, that um, the way that Chelsea were able to get through so easy, I mean, Real Madrid's midfield isn't the most mobile. So Modric, Casemiro, Crow, so they've, yeah, they've, they've, yeah. they, they've had their days where they're a bit quicker and a bit more... Yeah. yeah, on the ball as a player, they are exceptional, exceptional, yeah. world class, brilliant. But mm. when it actually comes to having Mason Mount, Kante running at the you, legs, have yeah. they've got yeah. the legs. They're going to be able to just pick yeah. them. No, I totally hard. agree. Totally agree. They definitely exploited that. I, I think that's a testament to how good Chelsea were because you saw the Madrid Liverpool game, and you know, that Liverpool midfield, although it hasn't got unbelievable quality, those are players that have gone and won a Champions League. They've gone and won a Premier League so easily. Mm. And the Madrid midfield is still pretty much outclassed them. You know, Cruz like the Cruz of old. Modric was amazing. <laughs> uh, Casemiro just dominated and just bullied them. And then they they, face, they come up against Chelsea and the Chelsea midfield just absolutely run through them and just make it look like they're a, they're a bunch of amateurs. Oh, absolutely. So, yeah, I mean, second half kicks off. Again, a lot of mischance. I think Mount smacked one over the bar again. And it goes on, and you sort of at this point, not not me anyway, but Chelsea fans would have been fearing the worst because you're missing all these chances. I've seen it a lot as an Arsenal fan that comes back to bite you, and then they get they nick that late away goal. Um, I think similar happened with Chelsea in 2009. Remember the Iniesta last minute oh, goal with, with all the penalties that Chelsea should have had. Yeah, that was yeah, uh, happy, happy, happy times, happy days. Um, <laughs> no, uh, so they eventually get the second again involved. I thought. Obviously, high praise from all of us today. Frangolo Kante nicks the ball. I think there's a great clip, actually, where you see him standing next to a player where the ball's up in the Chelsea half and Real Madrid are on it. And the the Real Madrid guy, I'm not sure who it was, sort of stands still. And Kante just completely closes the ball down, runs back to it with Real Madrid back in their own half, nicks it, um, obviously plays it, I think, to Pulisic, who sort of sits down the defender, cuts it back and... Worthy of his goal, then um, Mason Mount knocks it in to end the tie. 2-0 on the night, 3-1 on aggregate. An outpouring of sort of relief and emotion from the Chelsea players, but a well-deserved goal. And in fairness, as much as I can't stand them as a club, you know, a completely and utterly thoroughly deserved victory against Real Madrid. Um, Going into a Champions League final, um, they'll be confident, I think. I think I think sure, they could win yeah. it. Yeah, I really do. I mean, after seeing how they played against City, then the league, which will come on, we to will come and on and the cup yeah. a few weeks ago. Exactly. Well, I mean, to, certainly with it, with the sort of mentality side of things, they've beaten City now twice recently. That you can't help as a player, but that will play on the City players' minds. That they've lost, they've lost this Chelsea Tuchel side twice now, and in, in recent weeks, 
Um, so they might have a slight competitive edge going into that game, which now we're hearing could be staged at Wembley. Yeah. Yeah, I, it I, makes I really sense, so. doesn't it? It I makes sense because so. I know Villa, um, Aston Villa, yeah, probably Villa to be at Villa Park, but uh, especially amidst the sort of you know the the pandemic and co- coronavirus, all of that, it makes sense if it's two English teams to play it in England. I don't see why not. Yeah, I think Turkey got red listed the other day anyway. So exactly, I think it's they've got to have it in England, surely. Yeah, makes more sense. Well, yeah, we covered that. Um, Chelsea into a Champions League final. Um, I know I will not be supporting them in that final. Um, I don't know. Just, I don't know <laughs> to be fair, I mean, it's, it's more difficult <laughs> for you boys. It's hard one as a United fan because yeah. I, I don't want to see either of them win it. Just, no, neither. I just want the um, finals to get cancelled. Abandon the game, yeah. <laughs> Null and void it. Europe, uh, Europe is bigger anyway. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we'll come on to to their their uh, opponents in the final. Um, the other semi-final, second leg, Man City against PSG. Um, again, another game that was in the balance but slightly more. City were favourites because they had those two away goals. They were leading 2-1 going into the second leg. Um, PSG having to score at least twice, obviously, to match it. On the night, um, City just completely asserted their sort of authority, I think, over PSG. It wasn't like the first leg where I think PSG were much more on top in the first half. Um, Man City were sort of thoroughly in charge. Um standout performances I'd say Riyad Mahrez and Phil Foden anything to touch on from there yeah I, I agree with that fully I thought Mahrez was sublime mm. he, he got the goal in the first leg didn't he he got the free kick got the free kick he's, yeah he's got three goals in the tie yeah, yeah amazing adds, yeah adds another adds a brace here to take him through I thought just like Chelsea it was such an assured performance from City they they never really looked like losing on the night I know PSG sort of dominated possession but City just they always looked in control even without the ball they just never looked like they were going to concede and um I mean, even with PSG's chances, I, ne- I never for one minute thought the City were going to go out. No. To be fair. Yeah. Um, Dan, no, I, I, yeah. was, I was, I was just going to say, uh, talk about City's defence. So how, how, yeah. good, how good Ruben Diaz oh, is. Ruben Diaz has been. Defender, he's amazing. He's, he's so young as well. I can't, mm. I can't remember what it was. I think I saw something like, over the two legs, the uh, the last shot on target PSG was in the 23rd minute of the first leg. Or it was something like that. <laughs> it's unbelievable, isn't it's it? It's mental. They went the entire second half of of the first leg and the entire second leg not having even a shot on target because City's defence is just so good and again it just highlights how good mate. Ruben Diaz actually is for them yeah. like. and Stones to be fair I thought yeah. Stones Stone, I think John Stones is pretty class and it looks like England finally found a centre back we can rely on for the Euros next to Harry Maguire yeah <laughs> yeah. <Bridge>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah no I mean Again, like we said with Chelsea, the clean sheets are almost as impressive as the attacking sort of talent yeah, for Man City. For sure. um, and obviously, they come to their the first goal, they get quite an early goal. What I would say is unbelievable about that goal is that the Edison pass to Zinchenko. Oh, it's amazing. It's so good. He's, Prime Perlo. It, honestly, I know world class. That, that obviously is what Man City and Pep Guardiola identified in a goalkeeper to be able to play out from the back. But... There's playing out from the back, and then there's that. He is basically an outfield player who's really good in goal as well. Because yeah, I, 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 remember the, I remember the quotes people saying like he could play central midfield at this level. He is unbelievable with the ball at his feet, and that is that's an except. If if De Bruyne had made that pass, it would be you know you'd wax lyrical about it for weeks. It's just unbelievable. Yeah, he's, um, he's the best. He's the best in the world um, with the ball. I'd say Edison mm, as, a goal, as a goalkeeper. Mm, exceptional pass. No, no one comes close. Zinchenko cuts it back to De Bruyne. I thought actually it, it was rare of De Bruyne to sort of sh- he could have shifted it straight away to Mares. And it's right, he shoots the shot's blocked. It falls to Mares and he knocks it in for one nil. Um, 
again, sort of similar to Chelsea game, it didn't change anything really for PSG in the sense that they still had to score twice, but this it would be take it to extra time if they win 2-1. Um, but again, I think, you know, it gives City that confidence. They were playing not the best conditions, a bit snowy, wasn't it, in Manchester? Yeah, yeah, snowed, it snowed before the game, so yeah. the stewards having to clear off all the lines. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. It makes, the, makes the passing a bit more slick, a bit more slippery. Um, but City, you know, get, get a deserved goal. They go in at half-time, 1-0 up. Because um, on the night, Mbappe was on the bench and he was a big miss, wasn't he? Wasn't he for PSG? Yeah, he'd, oh, taken, he'd taken a knock um, the week or so before. I'm not, sure if, I'm not sure if it was actually in the first leg or if it was a different game, but they, he'd definitely taken a knock. So they trying to not Didn't risk. Because risk. They're, in, they're in a, a title fight, as, as crazy as that sounds. So they probably... Uh, Admittedly, the Champions League is the one they want the most. They probably did have a couple of eyes on not wanting to risk Mbappe just because they need to save him for the league as well, which looks like they could be about to to lose, funnily yeah, enough. Little away after a draw. Three points behind Lille with only two games to go. So, happy days. It's, it's classic. Uh, it's posh. You can't take... You can't take the Tottenham out of the man. No, no trophies. <laughs> no trophies. I've not won a title with Neymar and Mbappe against players like Barak Yilmaz. Hilarious. Um... <laughs> Um, Leo obviously spending well as well because obviously we gave him big money for Pepe a couple of summers ago. You, you, you funded their title. Well, the thing right? is though, we did that a couple of summers ago, and then they brought was it Osimen from and then they sold on to Napoli. On to Napoli for huge money, for like and then they've got and then they've got Yilmaz for was it for free? He's like a 33, 34 years old. I know he's been around for a while. He's the guy. Have you seen the goals he's been scoring? Unbelievable! Scored unbelievable. Banging them in for Leo. He scored a hat trick in the international break against like. Netherlands, I think. Yeah. Fair play to Some players just come into form at the right time. So, yes, PSG went in 1-0 down at half-time. They came out in the second half. Um, probably carried on where it left off. And then City do get that all-important second goal. A nice move again. Uh, it was a Phil Foden cross, I think, for Mares. It was a tap-in, really, at the back post. Um, but again, the build-up is quality. And then when it went 2-0, it was very much sort of game over because it was 4-1 on aggregate uh, PSG lost their heads PSG would have needed three oh. goals and PSG well let's come on to that they completely lost their heads I think that was should we come to the Di Maria red card it's awful yes. yeah what do you think about that Dan I, yeah I, I remember watching it live I, do you remember we watched we were, yeah, it together the, yeah we were yeah, and yeah, as, yeah. Soon, as soon as he stamped on Fernandino I went that's a red he's off yeah. he's off he's, he's lost his head because he, he, I can't remember he like pushed him really. and like, then he stamped on his foot didn't he no, I know but like originally he pushed him and I was mm. all I thought was okay that's going to be like a yellow like, you could tell how aggressive he was getting and then Fernandino comes up again he just stamps on his foot and I was like yeah that's it he's gone now yeah two, it, two, two like rash decisions in a row and it's crazy at that at that level though isn't it because that we're playing we're talking about the most elite level possible but ultimately they're still just guys frustrated at not winning a football match and it does it, it can get to your head at any level and so yeah. it's sort of i think i think Di maria saw red a bit i think a lot of the psg players saw red i think Verratti was lucky to escape a, lucky, a red yeah. um supposedly even though supposedly the referee told Verratti and Di Maria both to fuck off yeah did he <laughs> which that. yeah yeah Verratti came out and said um the referee like the umpire not the umpire, yeah. but, like the referee the referee had said um he'd asked a few of the players uh, the PSG's players to fuck off which Verratti said was actually not good because if a player says that yeah. to a referee they can get yeah but do you know red. what do you know what they would get straight red however it's sort of like the PSG players knew what they were doing. They're yeah. not making it easy for the ref there. And no, if, I mean, as much as, yeah, you probably shouldn't say that, I can totally understand him thinking, you know what, lads, just give it a fucking rest. Like, <laughs> don't take your anger out on me because you've been outplayed. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I, th- yeah, I, th- I think Verratti especially was lucky because he, he fouled someone. He got booked. I think it was about a minute later. 
he put in that second one and should have got that red. Yeah, realistic, realistic. If he wasn't on the yellow, yeah, he wouldn't have got one. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, completely exactly, agree. Exactly. Completely agree. It's one of those. It's I, one of those. I just wanted to say, I heard, uh, I heard on, I think it was on American TV after Dean Maria's red. I heard, I heard a commentator say it's the, it's the Latino temperament. <laughs> I could we not believe it. We didn't, I mean, you st- at United, funnily enough, I can remind you of a time he saw got a red card for United. It was actually against Arsenal in an FA Cup quarter final in 2015. You know the Danny Welbeck goal where we knocked yeah. you out. Oh, don't remind he, me. He, he, he was on. He was Probably. on a yellow, and then and then he sort of grabbed the ref shirt, didn't he? Yeah, absolutely. And then he yeah. got a second and he got a red card. So he never it, liked him at United. It, it's in his game though. It is in his game. To have a bit of a nasty streak is, about yeah. him. He's just, he's just a bit of a prick. Isn't he? Top yeah. player, but yeah, most of PSG players are. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, PSG out. Another year goes by without them winning the Champions League. And you know what? Good. Well, I don't really. Get another money club. I don't have much time for. Um, speaking of, of of that, obviously they uh, they have Mbappe Mbappe's future to worry about. Neymar obviously signing the new deal. He's very much there, um, but he's at a different stage in his career. Whereas Mbappe, only 22 years of age, pretty much every top club in the world would want him. He's got one year left on his deal. Um, the president's been saying he's going to stay. Where where do you see that going this summer? Do you think any sort of transfer, any potential transfer could happen? It would take exceptional money, but where do you boys stand on that? What do you think? I think the only place I can actually see him going is probably Real Madrid. Okay. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, I'd agree with I was that. just about, I was about yeah. to say that, yeah. Real, I think, are the only team that has the fun. I think Zidane as well, the French. Yeah, one, I think. I don't know, because I don't think he comes I don't think he comes to the Prem. Because there was links to Liverpool, but Liverpool put out of the money. Fuck that. I don't want gonna, him going to Liverpool, no. He's not going to spend that much. No. Um, it'd never come to us, I don't think. Uh, City. Looks I, like they're going after Haaland, though. Yeah, I think they're more Haaland than Mbappe. Boss, I think Haaland's more suited runs. to the Prem than Mbappe. I agree, yeah. He's got like, more, more physicality. I mean, like, that is played on a bit. I, I would agree Haaland suits the Prem. Mbappe, uh, when, you're, when you're that top of a player, yeah, you, yeah. it's like it's like people saying, would Messi do it in the Prem? Yeah, he definitely would. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he definitely would. Um, if he's the best player of all time. Yeah, so Mbappe, I mean, I'd like to see him leave PSG because I think he's just bigger than that club. I, I want him to... Even if it was at Real Madrid, right? I just want him to be that sort of global superstar. He's sort of the next Ronaldo. He's like he's he's basically the next Thierry Henry, like the style wise, isn't he? Yeah, yeah the French definitely. striker coming in off the left. So um, yeah, so PSG out. A Man City versus Chelsea final leads us on to to the next part. I mean, we we will touch on the Europa League after this, but it makes sense to come briefly back to the Premier League. Um, because we had a sort of rehearsal for the Champions League final this weekend. Man City had the chance to claim the Premier League title against Chelsea, which they didn't do. They lose 2-1, a massive result for Chelsea in their top four race. Um, a poor result for City. What what did you boys make of that game? Um, I actually, I'm going to be honest, I didn't actually watch the game. I, right. just, I just saw it come through on my phone <laughs> as Alonso scored yeah, last minute. And I was yeah, like, no, I saw, oh, I didn't, I didn't watch all of it. I caught, I caught, lot, I caught, I caught the highlights of it, but obviously you had to look into it. I was watching it um, at the all important moments at the end of the first half. So, firstly, the goal um, came from a bit of an error. Was it Christensen got an injury? Um, and then Gabriel Jesus nicks it, squares it for an open goal for Aguero, which unbelievably he takes a loose touch and he's <laughs> lucky that Sterling is there behind him just to tap it in um, didn't have the best afternoon Aguero no penalty I did yeah. see that though so sh- should we come on to the, the Penenka penalty I mean it was a foul again on Jesus I think um, uh, Billy Gilmore fouled him 
Uh, and he goes, that was a penalty. Aguero steps up, could possibly his final goal for Man City. A bit, you know, could have been quite sort of a nice story that he wins in the league of his penalty, all of that. He goes for Penenka and he absolutely, I mean, when they get it, right it looks great when you get it wrong it is the most humiliating type of penalty yeah. to miss isn't it it's like i think it was i think it was lookman earlier in the season did the same tried to penenka in the last against minute, west ham missed. yeah, yeah full yeah. west ham yeah it's just it's just such a moment of embarrassment when you miss a penenka when the when the when the, uh, when the goalkeeper stays there Men- mendy like... actually goes though and he yeah, just he and he, he stands up and just, i mean he's obviously a big lad mendy as well but he stands up and just Massive, catches yeah. it but yeah. um he almost, so, it, was, it was almost as if like as he went for the dive he sort of just like looked and was like, that ball's not going very yeah. fast. Yeah. Knew he had the time just to basically rotate his knee and stand <laughs> up and just go, that's mine. The, the thing that's funny though as well is that it, it really, I mean, it costs them big time. Because if you go 2-0 up at half time, Chelsea probably don't come out with the same intent. Man City are sort of cruising towards the league. They are, they're still going to win the league, right? They need one more win and they've got Brighton, mm, Everton. And could, New but, then again, but, then, <laughs> but then again, could you argue that if City had gone on to beat and beat Chelsea sorry in that game maybe the confidence for the Champions League final would have been a bit higher yeah coming off two losses it, 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 all, you know, it all, certainly all plays a part um, but you know Guardiola not impressed he sort of turned his back on Aguero Aguero I think tweeted apologising and to be fair to him I mean, he's not got much to apologise for his City career. I mean, in a yeah, Premier League... At the end League, of the day, it's, what, it's one ped miss in a title race that's basically over. It's not in the end of in the a world. Premier League legend. I mean, it could they could have won the league that day. They didn't. They will win the Premier League. Yeah, but um, it was quite it was quite hilarious, that, that penalty miss. And then, all fairness to Chelsea, turned it around in the second half. Um, Hakim Ziyech with another goal against Man City, similar to in the FA Cup semi-final. Um... Do you think that's down to sort of what Tuchel would have said at half time? Do you think? Do you think he sort of said, right, let's go for them? Because because it, I mean, everyone was talking about it from the City title point of view. In terms of the top four race, I know Chelsea are doing great, but because of how poor they've been under Lampard, they're still in and around the mix big time for for getting it or missing okay. out. It's a huge result for them to win away at City. Um, this is a game most people would expect yeah. them to almost lose. But do you, do you think that sort of is as good as saying they'll get top four now? Yeah, yeah, I, I'm I'm quite confident that I think Chelsea will get top four I think they're a completely different side with Tuchel mm. I think he's one of the top managers in the world I think you can and especially with the money Chelsea have and the squad they've got because they I, did I have some difficult fixtures really. Chelsea um, they've got a really tricky fixture I think coming up on Wednesday I think it's against Arsenal that's <laughs> at Stamford Bridge not not that <laughs> confident going into that game I must say yeah, I, but, think, um, I think you'll probably get dicked on <laughs> On, but you never know. You never know. But on paper, certainly they, they had some tricky fixtures. They wouldn't have looked at this one and said, you know, we'll win there. They have, so it's a massive bonus for them. Ziyech gets an equaliser. It's a good finish. Um, and then they get, yeah, stoppage time winner from a scuffed effort from Marcus Alonso. He does come up with quite a few goals, doesn't he, to be fair to him, Alonso? Yeah. He does. From left wing back, he's he's, bit, he's quite a threatening player. He's, he's a shocking left back. It's normally from set pieces, to be fair, but he, yeah, does, he loves yeah. getting... F- he thinks of himself, I think, as more of a left wing. Yeah, he's a fantasy, he's a, he's a fantasy football dream, basically. He is. When he was playing, I think the season, they won the, the season they won the league under Conte in 2017, they won it with him. It would have been unbelievable to have yes. <laughs> with the goal he was scoring. But he wins it. Um, City have to wait for another day to, to win the league. Um, obviously due to as well United beating Aston Villa which we'll come into right back in on, it. on the <laughs> in the second part but um, yeah I think I think we can sort of look f- look forward to to the Europa League discussion was there anything else out of those out of those Chelsea Real Madrid Man City PSG and then the Man City Chelsea games you wanted to touch on 
No. I think we've I think we've covered it all. Yeah. Chelsea, City, both deserve to be in the Champions League final. They've been, they've been the best two teams in the competition this they year. They have. It, yeah. be, it sets no. up for a good final. It does set us up for final, a good final. Yeah. Who would you uh, Who would you like to win it? If you had to call it now, obviously I'm going to be sporting Man City. I'd probably just say City, just because I think Chelsea fans would be just awful when they yeah. win it. I can't, I can't. I don't know if I can be able to. I, I hate. I've got. I hate Chelsea. I've got a friend back home who's a Chelsea fan. He's yeah. the most deluded the person in the world. That's, that's what I mean. We don't know. Oh who, who knows any Man City fans? Yeah, don't exist. Exactly. No, I'd rather City yeah. win it because I've got no fan to get in my ear. Exactly. As soon as Chelsea win it, people yeah. get loud. I'm deaf. Greek, so Greek, the group chats will go off, and it's not going to be an enjoyable time. Yeah. So chaos. Fully behind Man City. Well, I think we're going to wrap up part one then of the Champions League and obviously the Man City-Chelsea discussion and we'll come back with the more exciting Premier uh, Europa League and then Premier League top four race discussion. Um, we'll speak to you in part two. Cheers. Hello and welcome back to part two of the Rose Ed show. Um, part two, we're going to be covering the Europa League and then the other Premier League fixtures this weekend and the sort of top four race in and amongst that. Um, we may as well get to it straight away, the Europa League. My my side, my club, Arsenal, had their second leg against Villarreal. Um, an awful, fucking terrible result for Arsenal. Let your heart out, let your no, heart honestly, out. No, honestly, I mean, you boys will laugh in all seriousness. I, 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 I may as well laugh about it because it's that pathetic, but realistically, it's it's a shame because that was sort of the one hope we had left going in our season. You know, we're, we're mid-table in the Premier League. Those games have been irrelevant for a while now. And going into the second leg, that the season realistically was, was, riding, was riding on this second leg. We went out with a very attacking line-up. Um, Abamyang, Pepe, Saka, Erdegaard, Smithrow all started. Um, and quite frankly, um, they they got the better of us for the hours. A very tactical performance from Unai Emery. Um, Masterclass. Well, I wouldn't. <laughs> yeah, I mean, fair enough. Because I, I'm used to sort of that style of football. I wouldn't. I thought of. I sort of thought Arteta. I was disappointed and don't get me wrong I've always on this show and just in general been a big Arteta fan I fully believe in like what I want where I want him to bring us as a club however I thought Thursday night was a real sort of show of lack of experience and just I was just so disappointed in the performance I think the players they looked sort of they didn't play how I know they can play they looked scared that's what I'd say, uh, the main takeaway. The players genuinely looked scared on the pitch because there weren't even fans in the stadium to boo them, right? But if they had been, they would not have got a good reception at full time. I thought... It just looks like they've got a lack of drive in the squad, mm. just currently at the moment. Mm. Not, not but just... but how, how can there be a lack of drive in, in the Europa League semi-final where your season's riding on it? Yeah. How does that make sense? Why is there a, lack of, why is there a fucking lack of drive in, in a game that literally your season rides on? And the fact that the players genuinely came out looking scared, they looked like frightened to make a mistake. Unfortunately, a lot of that, if a player is scared, that comes down to the manager. Because Arteta, as much as I've backed him, and, and don't get me wrong, I'm not saying Arteta out. That's quite, I don't want to be reactionary because I wouldn't be, if, I'm, if I just change that based on one game, it's a bit sort of like, right, it can't all ride on that. However, that does have to come down to him because he's the one on the training pitch of these players he puts out the team. I'd not really a problem with the lineup, um, but it's just how they performed on the night. I thought, 
I sort of thought, okay, look, looking at it, looking at it now, you boys, I'll, I'll give you your say in a second. I don't want Arteta to go. I want him to be given a summer transfer window with proper backing from the owners, which has never really happened. Okay. However, if he was to go and he he was sacked, which he won't be, if he was to go, um you couldn't really have any complaints if you're Mikel Arteta because you've had a year and a half in the job and I understand it's been exceptional circumstances, okay? He's gone through... He came in at a time just before a fucking global pandemic. He didn't work with the players for three months, okay? He got no pre-season. The transfer window business was left late. However, ultimately... As much as in, in an ideal world you get all the funds and all the players you wanted, you do have to be able to work with what you've got to an extent. And in that year and a half he's been in charge, I think it's not wrong of me to say that almost a year ago I could see more of a plan of what he was trying to do. You know when we won the FA Cup last season, we beat Man City in the semis, we beat Chelsea in the final. It looked like there was more of a plan and a style of what we wanted then than what I can see now. And this season, quite frankly, can absolutely fuck off because it has been a shambles from start to finish. Um, and I'd like him to be given the summer to be back properly. I think I'd, I'd judge him maybe if we, if you know, if we're out of the top four race by Christmas next season, then I can say right, move him on. But there could be every argument when you look at Lampard at Chelsea going and the difference Tuchel has made that if he was to go and we were to bring in someone else, it would have to be the right man because. We've made the mistake before of when it was Wenger, don't get me wrong, I was Wenger out, the fans were like, just anyone but Wenger, anyone but Wenger. Turns out it wasn't anyone but Wenger because Emery came in and was shit and Arteta so far has not been, he's won us a cup, which was great, I loved that. But it turns out to get a top manager is very fucking difficult and the idea behind Arteta was almost worth it for me, an exciting young prospect. Um, but if he was to go, it would have to be someone that I could sort of see an idea behind. But... Um, apologies, apologies for the rant. I'll let you boys sort of weigh in now. Where, where do you stand objectively, just on the Arteta Arsenal yeah. discussion? I was going to say, I mean, with Unai Emery, I mean, you don't know what you've got until you've got rid of it. No, I, I, no, he, he, well. I wanted him to go. No, I don't want to go down that path though, because <laughs> Wenger, like it, it, Wenger was right to go. He should have gone before he did. Like we, because I know we're saying like, yeah, we were closer to the top four with those guys than we are now. I can just give Arteta time. Yeah, okay. Because, I mean, I mean, with Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, yeah. when he came in, everyone was laughing at how awful he was. But I said all along, I was like, Stick give him time. It. There's a plan. Give him, like, his plan, the way he's going with everything is good. We are now second in the league, comfortably second. And, we, and we're in the final of the Europa League. And we're in the final of the Europa League. Mm. And we have now got Champions League for next season because of West Ham's loss. Yeah. So, we are actually in quite a good position. If you look at, if you look at where we were with Mourinho... The players were unhappy. The club felt bad. We were losing games we shouldn't. Mourinho, not sorry, not Mourinho. Solskjaer has sort of come in and he's assured it. He's had the time mm. to do so. I think if you gave Arteta the time and you gave him the the belief from the club, belief from the fans, the belief from the players, I think in a year's time you'd see a completely different Arsenal. So, you, yeah, so you agreed. you'd you'd be in the camp of give him time. I mean, yeah, that's the thing. I I want that. I, I, admittedly, yeah, I wouldn't. I don't think he could have any complaints. And a lot of fans now, unfortunately, sort of have started to turn. Because um, obviously it was it was right to get rid of Wenger. He should have gone before he did it. Emery, I know we were we were literally a point off top four, and then he he left during the mid next season. I think he personally should have gone in the summer of 2019 when we lost the Europa League final to Chelsea. However, that isn't like the aim right now. We take take bite your hand off at top four, but the aim is to get back right to the top as a club. As ludicrous as it sounds, 
a club the size of Arsenal should be competing for the Premier League title, like same as United. Oh, same yeah, as no, United, sure. that has to be the aim. That, but but the stepping stone to that is to get back in the Champions League. But personally, that's why I was so keen and so behind and wanting the Arteta thing to work because it seemed like it was there was a plan there. Um, he was a young coach. I knew sometimes you go through a lot of pain and transition, and sometimes things do have to get worse before they get better. I'm fully aware of that, but I wouldn't just want to sack Arteta and get any sort of random experience manager in because we did that going from Wenger to Emery and it didn't work I almost want a new idea so Dan yeah you think we should stick with him personally yeah, yeah. it'd be good Harry where do you where do you stand on it what do you think will happen um, I'm not sure right now to be fair because I think well, I think Ole is a good example I think and I think as well as the way that he's improved the club and the morale I think he's improved as a coach I think if you gave yeah. Arteta time he could as you well would see the, yeah you'd see the, not- the noticeable improvement but I think the strange thing is, as you said, you you, you had more of an identity early on with Arteta. Mm, and mm. I think early on this season, you know, I've seen a lot of memes on Twitter of people like Troops saying, like, look, look where United are, they're 15th and we're, yeah, yeah, we're yeah. flying high. Because that, yeah. that was mainly after they beat us, after Trafford, you guys beat yeah. us at Old Trafford. And we even like at the beginning of the season, weren't we? Yeah, we were. Were. Yeah. I remember, I remember on, um, on Super Sunday, I think it was Tim Cahill, he was saying, look at the identity that Arteta's got, look at the way he's got Arsenal playing, there's yeah. a clear idea. And it's not that United, but I mean... We've given Ole time, and he's improved a lot. You know, I've I've never stood by Ole, but I think now, I think now he's the man for us because he's improved so much as a coach. And I think if you did give Arteta time, he would improve. That's the but- thing because the guys Arteta is—he's not just you know he's he's worked with some of the best. I'm not saying this makes it gives him a god-given right to be top manager himself, but he's worked under Arsene Wenger, he's worked with Pep Guardiola, and everything we've heard sort of coming out of the club that you know people tweet and David Ornstein, all the journalists come out with and. Guardiola speaking about him, is that he's an he's a top top coach like the, the ideas he's got are yeah. right are there and admittedly you need the personnel to work with and and that's another point our squad needs an absolute overhaul For like sure, we need yeah. a lot of Definitely work this time. we need to actually spend serious money the Cronkays need to do that um if this takeover isn't going to happen which I seriously doubt it will they need to seriously back him but I mean it's it is almost too two sides to it because as you said Ole's a good example of I thought at one point he's bound to go Ole because of the I, results I you're getting I, I, but then but then he stayed and I to be thought. fair you've you've solidified yourself you're comfortably top four in the league there's there's been progress mm-hmm. you're about to surely you know all but I'm sure you'll win the Europa League you're in a final there and then you've got the flip side of that of Chelsea under Lampard you could Chelsea fans were furious when Lampard was sacked they were like he's our legend but that definitely was because obviously it played a part he's a club legend right but they were furious when he was sacked um, a lot of them and they were like what are we doing we should give him time like he's done, he's just had no time to work with his new players however they sacked him when they were languishing in mid-table they've now got Tuchel in there in a Champions League final and in the top four so that does show the flip side of the coin of yeah. admittedly saying yes yeah, stick of Arteta and, and see if he can sort of have the Ole type sort of season and have that effect where you give him time and and his ideas to sort of work with the squad and get the transfers he wants in and see where we can he can get us back to the top. However, Lampard, Ch- Chelsea, almost more impatient. Abramovich, you know, notoriously impatient as an owner, gets rid of him 
but he does get results and Tuchel's come in and they're now yeah in the Champions League final again so it is it's totally two sides of a coin there and it depends what path you you want to go down yeah I, I do think I do think um I was gonna I was gonna add that I think if Arteta was to get sacked it probably would be justified because of course it would be you should see clearer progress than now but the pre, the problem is you have to be really careful and I think getting Emery after Wenger and then Arteta now is you've got to be really careful of who you get in and when no, exactly. you get that's, in. That's what, that was my point is in I don't think he could have complaints if he was sacked. Arsenal fans couldn't really have complaints, even the ones that are behind Arteta. It's more that I don't just want to get an anybody into yeah, the job. Sure. Even if it was like just just an experienced type of manager that comes in sort of t- to, to stabilise the club, that didn't work with Emery. And so I would almost rather, personally, I want Arteta to have the summer, get the back he needs and see how we look next season. And then, I yeah, agree, sure, yeah, if we're, if we're shocking next season and out of the top four race by Christmas or, Jan, you know, by, by that sort of time in December, then then move him on. But, yeah, I, think, um, I think that's the best thing for you. Well, uh, who would you want in? Who's What's some sort of names that you would, if, if Arteta was to go, you'd be happy it's with? It's such a difficult in? one. I mean, the names that have been linked to us, there's like Brendan Rodgers um, has, been, has been linked, which... Personally, I wouldn't want because I know. Don't get me wrong; he's been top manager. He is actually a top manager. And he's done well at Leicester, which we'll yeah, talk about the top well. four. Is. Um, and the other one was Allegri that had been linked to us before. I was more when we were first linked with Allegri. I was quite behind that. I did want him, and then we ended up getting Emery, and I was a bit like, "Oh fuck that." <laughs> but it's certainly interesting. I mean, and then it, as you said, you have to be very careful because then there's names like. Allegri and Rogers were established managers, but we have been linked to the likes of, you know, Patrick Vieira. And he was apparently asked for an interview for the Arsenal job when um Arteta came in. I wouldn't I wouldn't be behind that. And it's nah. similar with like Thierry Henry yeah, and, and stuff did, like where, that. Where was he? Nice, was it? Yeah. Was it Nice? And I remember I, I remember what, what I heard there, was he yeah. was sat within months. Is... No, as in that that's when you have to be careful because yeah. I don't want to make the mistake, sort of like Chelsea got Lampard early. These players like Vieira or like Henri was linked. They're, they're like club legends. He's a joke. Henri's a joke. Yeah, man, so exactly. I exactly. I wouldn't want them to come in just for the sake of who they are. So you'd have to be really careful in terms of names. But I mean, exciting managers as well. You've got like, there's there's not that many out there. You've got obviously Nagelsmann's gone to Bayern Munich and stuff like that. So yeah, the, the mark the market is not good right now. I think Chelsea did very well in getting Tuchel when they had the chance because he he isn't in that bracket of like he he almost is like an the stable manager that they want but he's got more to him than that like obviously as, as we've seen them getting Champions League final so yeah. we'd have to be very careful I mean if it was Allegri or yeah you know Rogers something like that or Rogers or you know I'd get behind I'd get behind whoever it is but ultimately I'm not not happy with 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 where it is and so I don't just want it to be a you know an anybody which is why personally I'd give I'd give Arteta the summer but I totally understand fans who disagree with that it's person it's down to personal preference um I think that covers that rant. I'll just quickly touch on, just because it, it did happen this weekend, we did play West Brom yesterday, if either of you even knew that. Um, I, did, I didn't watch it personally, but I saw, nor did I I. saw Willian finally <laughs> No, uh, we, we did, I mean, the talking point, Willian's completely proved his three-year deal and his worth with that for his first <laughs> yeah, Arsenal goal in May. Worth every penny, mate. Signing of the season, Willian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. arguably, yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. yeah, scored one goal this season, really worth it. Um... <laughs> The, 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 the talking point was probably we relegated West Brom Big Sam's first time to get relegated right I'm sort of I'm pleased that we could do that to him that's to your fair. achievement of the season isn't it yeah we relegated, relegated Big West Sam Brom. relegated yeah. Big Sam you go nice that's the first manager to relegate Sam Allardyce is he yeah. love that um, never. <laughs> an, an interesting point actually I did want to touch on very briefly before, before we move on to your success was that um, we played Saka at, at left back in this game did you? Yeah, because he did that last season. Because 
but but more recently granite jack has been playing at left back we wanted that natural left footer what i th- what what i might think is that Arteta will look at this game. Saka was exceptional, right? I saw the highlights. He got an assist for Smith Rowe. He's very dynamic. He's quick. He's defensively strong. Um, but going forwards, obviously, his main strength there. I think Arteta might look at that and think, did I sort of make a mistake by not playing him there in the games where Xhaka played in, in the Europa League, for example? Because I know it's hard to say. It's, hindsight's a wonderful thing, right? But... Fans were saying, well, why would you want Saka, probably our, one of our most important attacking players? Why would you play him at left back? But just simply because of how much, and we've spoken about it on the pod before, that we miss Kieran Tierney and the drive that he gives us up the left-hand side. It's such an outlet. I think, I know he's technically playing at left back in defence. He almost is an attacker anyway at left back, Saka. Yeah, it's just, it's just, it's just when you lose the ball, he'd come back. But exactly. You well, when we're getting it forward, wing. he's literally our, our main outlet, like Tierney is a lot of the time. So I think Arteta might be looking at that and think, did I sort of miss a trick? Should I have been playing him there the whole time? And would it have been a different outcome in the Europa League had we um, had we played in there more? But Because I know he wanted to keep him further up the pitch, but I think having him on that left-hand side against West Brom showed what he can do. Um and he was brilliant. Yeah, we won 3-1. Smith Rowe, happy for him, got his first Premier League goal. As we said, Willian scored. Um, the other goal came from Nicolas Pepe. To be fair to him, a worldie great, of a goal. Great goal, yeah. Worldie of a Had goal. A um, Saw it before. The big scheme of things doesn't mean too much. It's a shame. Um, and it's a shame that this game doesn't mean more. I mean, we're back at ninth in the league. I don't I don't even think we'll get... Because there's now Europa Conference League. But in all honesty, I mean, it's better to be in Europe than no Europe. But I mean, a season without anything could just sort of be... You know, Chelsea had it a couple of years ago, didn't they? And then they won the league next season. So, yeah. not saying we'll do that, but it gives us sort of a b- better focus. It gives us a whole week off, doesn't it? In the, in the midweek, and sort of fo- gives us a whole week to focus on the Premier League games next season. Um, but we did win three-one. West Brom relegated. I mean, I'm not saying glad to see the back of them, but they weren't a great side, I'm were so they? Pleased they're down. Um, yeah, they've gone down with Sheffield United as well, and then Fulham inevitably will join them mathematically soon. Um, tonight. Yeah, yeah, probably tonight. Yeah, no, exactly. So, again, um, we're out of the Europa League um, in the semi-finals. Bitterly, bitterly disappointed. However, not um, for United, eh? Not, not for Man United. We'll move on. I'll let you boys sort of take the reins on this one. You were on the night, three-two losers, eight-five winners on aggregate against Roma, buzzing to be in your in the Europa League final. Do you think Ole can wrap up his first trophy? Um, I'm pretty, I'm pretty confident. Yeah, this could obviously come back to bite me big time, but I'm pretty confident we'll beat Villarreal. They're not a great side. I saw they just got battered four to at home to Celta Vigo yesterday. Chuck Wesley's injured. He's probably their best player. Might be out for the final. Um, I mean, this Roma game, we weren't great, but I think I'm pretty confident that we will win the Europa League. We should, we're, we're, yeah. we're clear favourites. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely, I'm definitely more confident with us beating Villarreal than I would have been yeah, with us beating Arsenal. I'm terrified. Yeah, against mm. Arsenal, I've been a lot more scared than having against Villarreal. So I've got the confidence in it. Ollie showed um, a couple good, good. Like, we played well at parts. There's also a few yeah. sort of fuck ups. So yeah. with with him changing both fullbacks yeah, at half time, cool. um, gave Villa not Villarreal Roma about five ten minutes yeah, exactly. of just straight just attacking our goal. They should score more. Yeah, a hundred percent. They should score. They should score about three more. But luckily, yeah. David de Gea really showing the old David de Gea with his some some of his yeah, saves were tremendous. Right. Weren't he, was, they? he was so good. Uh, I think the big story out of all of this is obviously Cavani got a brace again yep. against Roma and we did just see in the break on Twitter Fabrizio yep. Romano announces Edison Cavani is officially 
He has officially signed his extension on his contract. Yeah, pretty much live that is now. Yeah. So that's 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 great because I think as a striker of his prowess to have him with Mason Greenwood and Marcus Rashford, even though Marcus Rashford's still been playing, he's now what 22, 23 or whatever. Yeah, just turned twenty three. Just turned twenty three. Even though he's he's not the eight nineteen year old Mason Greenwood is, he's still young. Yeah, he's still playing and so much. Players yeah. like Cavani can teach him the movement, teach him the direction in their game, which will just. Yeah. To bring them that whole level up, really. I think Cavani's been amazing. As a, yeah. as a as a neutral, Michael, what are your thoughts on Cavani signing? I think when you look at it objectively, and I mean, last summer, it came at a time where you sort of you really wanted a centre forward. Um, it made sense because I've often complained about Arsenal signing sort of players in their thirties on big wages. However, the mistakes we made where we gave them big contracts, right? Yeah, Willian. Willian, <laughs> a prime example. Meza Ozil signing his deal, obviously a big mistake. Abamyang again. Yeah, I was gonna say even Orba. I mean exactly Abamyang again questioning that deal slightly after the season of course lately. But Cavani he's a sort of he's a very natural goal scorer. His his movement's just about as good as anyone in world football. And oh, it has been for the past yeah. however you know over a decade. Um, or so, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Um, there's, a, there's a reason he's got like what, how many? How many done? How many goals he scored in his career? But it's a ridiculous amount. Well, he, he's done it where you know he did it at Napoli, he did it at PSG. He's doing it yeah. at United. Incredible. I think I think he's an exceptional striker. And don't get me wrong, he misses his fair share of chances. But his movement, he's just always guaranteed to get chances and get goals. Yeah. And I think you didn't see it as much at the start of the season when he was sort of getting his fitness. I think this second half of the season, he's really come into his form, come into his own. And he's been invaluable lately. I think it's been a top signing. Um, Agreed. And did you touch on obviously the de- you know his? Yeah, 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 we did. We bought. We well, obviously, up. yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Absolutely buzzword. If it does feel like a little bit like a new signing because centre forward's been a problem area for us for a while. So having Cavani fully sharp for next season as well, and we could potentially actually compete yeah. for the title is massive. Exactly. Yeah, to have to have him for next season, where obviously we're linked to players such as Varane and Sancho. Yeah. To bring players in like that, and then also have the. Cavani up top I think we really can push on for the league yeah, exactly. and that's got to yeah, be the aim sure. right because if you come it's second and you win Europa League I mean you met if you spend well in the summer and you get say a Sancho we have you to get, spend you know, smart though yeah, yeah of course you do sure. spend get big the right but, signings bring in the players that we need and really help us no Cavani I mean he is a top, he's had a top career he's a top striker um, his goals speak for themselves I think as I said he's been he's been very important for you in the last last few weeks and few months um and yeah, it was again on on Thursday night. Got his got his brace, um, and you, you're going into a final against Unai's Villarreal. Yeah, Obviously, you said you're confident. Do you think cool. would it be a disaster? I don't think it'll be easy. Oh, I, the be, finals are have... rarely finals are rarely easy. However, I yeah. would say you are heavy, heavi favourites. We're definitely. Oh, no, I know. I definitely say we are favourites. I mean, yeah. the size of the club difference, the players we've got. Mm-hmm. We sh- we should on paper win this, but I I think Unai Emery again. Obviously. As an Arsenal fan, you hate him, but <laughs> I think he is a, still a quality manager. And Villarreal have have had moments in this season in the Liga Santander where they have been quality. Yeah, they, yeah, for sure. They've got they've got a few they've got a few good players. I think Danny Parejo stands out in midfield. He's quite yeah. well. He did it at Valencia for so long, didn't he? Yeah, then, he's, he's, yeah. he controls midfield well. He's very good on the Francis Coquelin. I think probably their best player f- from his Arsenal days. God. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he's actually an all right player too. I mean, when when he does the job, he needs yeah, to do. He's, um, he's not bad. A bit of an easy. They're league danger men. Gerard Moreno scored a lot of goals. Moreno. Yeah. Good place. Was a lot of pens, but yeah, you know, you've, you'd so know about that having yeah. having Fernandez on your side. But it's, yeah, it's not. It's obviously not a bad thing. He bangs them in. Pau Torres, I've heard a few things about, but I've, I've also heard he's not that great in the air. I've heard he's Pau Torres is the defender. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And you've also obviously got... He was dangerous against us, especially against Granit Xhaka when he played um, in the first leg. Chukwueze is is out of the final, is he? He is. I've we I'm got injured certain, against us. I don't yeah. know. I don't know how long that is because obviously you've got the final and what is it? Three? Well, two two weeks. Just six, over two yeah, weeks. Sixteen days. Yeah. From now, but there's. So you'll be fingers crossed that he's out of that. <laughs> um, I'm, yeah, I'm, I really hope so. But um, yeah, it's not confirmed yet. But it does look like he will miss the rest of the season and miss the final, which is a massive boost. Mm. As if we weren't already favourites. It could massively backfire us a one-off game and we could eat, we could easily mess things up. You know, so often we we're do very the good at that. Day. I was about to say, we are we very are, good at was that. There, was there ever a point... Um, I watched the highlights. Obviously, I was watching the Arsenal game, so I couldn't watch the united Roma game. I think you were 2-1 down yeah. and they had a period where... De Gea yeah, made a cut. Yeah, like, yeah. We were saying about that. So the yeah, but obviously, you know, yeah, the full, yeah, obviously they came off, but then obviously De Gea, I just wanted to touch on him quick because he made, even earlier in the game, some exceptional saves. Oh, so yeah. do you think yeah, he's sort of making a bit of a point about should I be number one in the league still or are you happy with Henderson? Or? I'm, personally, I think... I think this- Henderson's like, the one for the future, right? Yeah, I think, I think, yeah. I think, yeah, I think you've got to give Dean Henderson our number one. I think the assurance he gives our defence, the, like, the vocal like stature he has in the team and the yeah, fact that he yeah. orders our defence around he orders everything around I think without I think without him there's a lot of games which would, it really would have gone differently yeah, it seems like our, um, our runner forms improved so much since he's come into the team in the Premier League yeah. so not I can't even remember the last time we lost was it Sheffield United I think it was Sheffield United yeah and that was really? back in January and yeah, it's crazy. for a few months and been no you've not lost man. I think you've only lost four league games this season yeah, three, three of them three of them were early on to Palace Arsenal as Spurs well. and Arsenal yeah, yeah. um yeah, so, I mean, you're in your Europa League final. Ole will be looking to pick up his first trophy. Um, helped by that, obviously, it would guarantee you Champions League football um, if you win that. You don't need to guarantee Champions League football. You've already done that. Um, yeah. You beat Aston Villa 3-1. Do you want to yeah, touch on that game briefly before we move on to the rest of the Premier League? Uh, Mason Greenwood becoming Man United's highest scoring teenager of all mm. time. Mm. Great I, th- I, th- I think he personally is better than Messi was at that age. Better than Ronaldo ever was. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think I, I'd be bold and say he is he the best player of all time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's, he's, he's certainly got a shot. Well, you'd think so the way fucking United fans talk about him. No, in all seriousness, uh, a top youngster. Yeah, he's, um, he's, he's a great. He's putting a great, great um, stake in to go to the Euros, which is an expanded twenty-six man squad. Yeah. Personally, I'd like That's to see him go just because of these these young sort of talents. I think even if they don't play as much this Euros, to have that experience of going to a major competition say Greenwood, Bellingham, Saka, I'd like yeah. to see them all go. So yeah, Greenwood, I think Greenwood and Saka are two who would probably miss in the 23-man score. 26, they've got a chance. Get into 26, yeah. So, I'd, I mean, yeah, you win 3-1, you go 1-0 down as United tend to do um, <laughs> in, uh, yeah, in away games. Turn it round, Fernandez um, scoring another penalty does the job from the spot. I don't, I don't know what Douglas Luiz was doing. No. It's such a rash challenge. I mean, Pogba's facing yeah. away from goal. Yeah. Just jockey him. I, mean, just no, I, know, I, know, I know, but the ball's been there. He's gone in for it. Pogba's just put his leg in. Yeah. It's all it is. It's in clever from Pogba. As soon as yeah. they're going for a challenge, you put your leg in the way of their mm. challenge and go down, you get a penalty. It, 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 it was a penalty. It was a stable penalty. It was, it was a penalty. Sticks it yeah. away. And then Greenwood, yeah, get, gets the 2-1 goal. It, it's a, I like the way he shielded the ball. He, he did well to yeah, sort of well, turn and then beats Martinez at his near post. Tyro Mings to the shops, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Do you think Mings will probably... There's every chance Mings could be starting I think he will go to the Euros. I don't think... He'll start? I, I don't. If I it's don't a back five, he might start. Yeah, I mean, oh, I really hope not. I mean, to be fair, if you have a back, if you're back five and three centre backs, Maguire, Stones, and Mings, it's not. 
they, there's worse. There's yeah, worse. To I'd almost, if it was a back five, though, I'd almost wouldn't mind it being like Maguire, what left centre back, and then you have Stones, and then you can have like Carl Walker on the right, something like yeah, that. So yeah, yeah. Right side of centre. So then frees up Trent on the right exactly. wing back, something like Shaw that. on the left. Yeah, I, I, th- I think with, I think England's team now is too good to play a back five, though. Personally, but, yeah, think... no, I don't. I don't want to see a back five, especially with attacking talent like Foden, Mount, Sancho, yeah. Sterling, really all of that. You know, Kane. Grealish. Um, yeah. But yeah, you you went two and up, and then. A beautiful ball from Rashford for for Cavani. Another goal for Cavani. Another headed goal for Cavani. Such a good finish. He's so. He's it's so that good run here. across. It's that run across the defender that yeah. is just almost unstoppable because it's uh, the quality of the ball just means he already gets gets a glance and it goes in. Um, such a good goal. You win three one. A good victory because Villa have had a good season actually. Um, yeah, nice guarantees you top four. Almost certainly you're going to come in second place. Do you think a late title charge? No, obviously not. <laughs> <laughs> No, City nah, would need no to lose hope. every game, and you would pretty much need to win every game. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm happy we've, we've stalled their party, though. Yeah. To give it at least a fight. If we yeah. if we can come less than ten points off, off top, it does sort of bow quite well. No, it does. It does. Also, also as a fan, I'd, I'd rather see if City are going to win the league, win it when you win a game. I don't want them to win it off yeah. off their rivals mm, losing because that that just feels like oh we've made them win it. Yeah. Mm. Whereas realistically, they're going to win it anyway. Just win it when you win it. Go yeah. off. Yeah. Shut up. Um, <laughs> yeah, happy, happier days for United. A win in the Europa League semi uh, to get through to the final. A win in the league against Villa. Um, and we can sort of finally finish off with the Premier League. We'll briefly touch on just because of how tight the top four race is. Yeah. Aside from the Manchester clubs. Um, a really poor result on the Friday night. Leicester losing at home to Newcastle. We'll talk about that more probably on Thursday when we give Jack a chance to speak about it. But more sure from the gloating. yeah, more from the Leicester, more from the Leicester side of you know point of view, they'll be really worried. They're going to bottle the top four again, really, aren't they? Yeah, they've got they've, they've got a hard run of games, and mm. obviously losing to Newcastle was probably a game that they would have hoped to have oh, won. Newcastle at home, come on. Yeah. yeah, you've got to really be beating them. Everyone but... beats them. Yeah, yeah, everyone beat even Arsenal beat them fucking last week. So <laughs> no, um, yeah, Leicester, Leicester, because obviously last season before the lockdown they were in a tremendous position. They came back and had a terrible run and missed out on the final day, didn't they? To United, mm-hmm. they'll be certainly worried that could happen again. Um, helped out, they were helped out um, though, obviously by the other results around them. To be fair, Leeds beating Spurs. So let's just have a laugh at Tottenham. Fuck Tottenham. Leeds are class though. Fuck Tottenham. Yeah, no. To be fair, (laughs) they came off the champ. I know they spent a bit of money finishing a mid-table, playing some really good football. It's it's good to have them in the Premier League again because they are a big club. Leeds. Uh, They do belong in the Premier League. They play some really exciting football. Um, They played Spurs off the park. To be fair. Yeah, they Um, they they they, they there was that one um, moment, obviously, in that game. I know it went one nil to Leeds. And then one one Kane did have the, another VAR decision, which, funny as it is, when it goes against Tottenham, it is a bit of a nonsense. I think it was another sort of it was a toe slash toenail yeah. point of view um, to disallow the Kane goal. But oh well, we move on. Yeah, Leeds Leeds beat Spurs three one. Would you say that's over for top four for Tottenham? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I I didn't think that was a shelter anyway. I thought I, I thought so. I thought it was always going to be between Leicester, Chelsea, and Liverpool. I never thought Spurs were in for it. Not West Ham as well in the mix. Yeah, I just I, I don't see him seeing out. No, no, no. Um, yeah, and then obviously speaking speaking of of West Ham, they did lose at home to Everton. A real poor result, just because they would have seen around them Leicester losing that game on the Friday, put a bit of put a bit of pressure on them, and obviously then Leeds beating Spurs, West Ham. Had the chance to 
to really assure you know assert themselves in that race in that battle um they lose one nil dominant calvert lewin goal a missed opportunity is what i'd say they'd Massively. see that as against david Moyes' old club 100 percent, yeah i think i think west ham's top four hopes are I wouldn't say completely. They're not dead. over. They're, they're, well, you can't say they're dead because mathematically they're yeah, right yeah. in it. They're right oh, in it. Let me just, sure, I'm just yeah. going to get the table up. I think they're going to struggle. By the way, I asked Dominic Cavallo in 16th Prem goal of the season. He's only Quality played 29 season. games. He'll certainly season. go to the Euros, won't he? Oh, for sure. Yeah, he's. He's. I'd say he's England's second best striker after Harry Kane. Mm. Between probably Bamford and Watkins. So if we look at the table we'll here, we've got. So you have Chelsea in third on 64, Leicester in fourth on 65, and then West Ham fifth on 58. So they're not. You would say at the moment Chelsea and Leicester firm favourites, but just looking at Leicester's fixtures where they've got to play... Liverpool could get it. Leicester have got to play Chelsea away. They've got to play Man United. They've got to play Man United away. They've got to play Chelsea away and they've got to play Spurs at home. And when... Yeah. It's it's an interesting one, isn't it? Um, I'd like to see Leicester get it, but, I mean, if it was ahead of, say, Liverpool, Liverpool would be eyeing up. If Liverpool win their game in hand, they go on to 60 but they're playing United so you'll be hoping to stop them win that um, would be nice but then we can move on to obviously the Liverpool result they did beat Southampton 2-0 um, Mane and then Thiago scoring his first goal of the season for Liverpool finally a bit more than the thumbs up eh? <laughs> um, <laughs> but in all seriousness that is, that is a big result for them to be fair to keep them in the race for it um, I'd love it if they missed out it would be hilarious from them, from them yeah. going winning the Champions League winning the league to then dropping out of top four Um I couldn't call it at the moment. I think Chelsea, yeah, as we said, certainly will get it. And then if I had to pick the last spot for fourth... I think it will be Liverpool. It's Liverpool, oh, West Ham and Leicester. I think <laughs> if we look at Liverpool... How much it hurts me. We look at Liverpool. I mean, they play... They've got West Brom, Burnley and Palace. I think that I can see them winning all those three. I think you could beat them or certainly draw. But they play West Brom away, Burnley away and Palace at home. I see them winning them. So I think it... If I had to call it, I would say it'd be Chelsea and Liverpool that take the other two yeah, spots. Yeah, I can agree. Um, so yeah, that that was the sort of top four top four race. Uh, poor results for Leicester and Spurs and West Ham and Liverpool sort of taking advantage of that by by beating Southampton. Um, the other two games we'll touch on just because yeah, you know big ones. we may as well. Um, Wolves against Brighton. Wolves one two one. I mean Brighton basically safe now anyway. Um, the funny side of things was that they got two red cards, Dunk and then Mope being as mouthy as ever sent off after the final whistle. Um, they love a bit of controversy after the final whistle, Brighton. Like when United got that penalty yeah, <laughs> when yeah. the full-time whistle had gone at, at Brighton earlier in the season. Um, it, feels like, it feels like years ago that happened, it really doesn't it? Does, Mate, that's it? ages ago, doesn't it? But um, again, yeah, Wolves, Wolves turning around. They're sort of solidified in mid-table. Um, uh, and Brighton, I mean, they would have probably wanted to win that to confirm their safety. They're, they're basically as good as safe. Um, yeah. Not the most exciting of games, to be fair. Um Adama trial race scored a decent goal to be fair to him. And then the Good winner in the ninetieth minute, um what's his name? The the English lad. Mm, what's the wolf uh, it's the uh Gibbs White, wasn't it? Yeah, it was oh, Gibbs was White, it? I think. Yeah, scored oh, like a nice minute. And then the final game to touch on, the big one, the one everyone's talking about, yes, Sheffield United Crystal As Palace. Always, Palace the last oh. Two nil Crystal Palace. It's the there first there. conversation we were having when we came into <laughs> <laughs> Um the the only talking point I'd say from that game, obviously Sheffield United down for a while now, an awful side um this season. Shocking. But to be fair, that Eze scored an absolute wonder goal. 
top top player. He is a yeah, top player. I'd love to see him at Arsenal or something like that. Benteke rocketed a finish into the <laughs> into the back of the net. Just Swerve. about crawled over the line, yeah. didn't it? Um, Swerve on that shot. To be fair, no, Eze, Eze oh, scored right. a wonderful solo goal. Um, Hodgson saying they hope they can keep him. I'd like to see him um, move on. Um, he's too good for Palace yeah he? surely I mean Zaha's almost left it a bit late with his contract and stuff but I think yeah. Eze's got a chance I mean he's, to see where he'd go it would be interesting to see where he'd end up I'd love to see him at Arsenal at the carpet at the Emirates personally but we'll see where he ends up um, and yeah I think I think we can call it a day there lads a successful sort of episode a lot of topics covered Champions League Europa League top four race the Arteta debate the Ole you know where's he going to get his first trophy um Solskjaer at United so thank thank you for joining me as ever Harry yeah cheers Mikey it's been a good one and Dan thanks again yes. becoming a regular as ever I know I'm enjoying <laughs> it thank you very much for having me on and we'll just finish off I, I want some nominations for goal of the week can come from any any competition you like um, I'll say Eze's I was going to just say Eze's superb run. superb run against Sheffield United admittedly against Sheffield United but um, a superb solo goal um, oh, I've got I've got to say Bruno Fernandes' penalty penalty, penalty it was, was oh, yeah. what a strike yeah strike <laughs> rolled down to the bottom right um, do we have <laughs> a he's got nothing a unanimous decision on Eze Werner's Werner's worldy Werner's absolutely worldy from, from less than a yard out exactly what a header, what a header. <laughs> no well thank you as ever boys for joining me thank you to the listeners once again for tuning in um, we'll be back hopefully recording an episode later in the week as we do have some midweek Premier League fixtures um Europe will obviously be left aside until the finals at the end of this month. So, yeah. Um, thanks again. We will speak to you soon. And I hope you all have a successful week. Cheers. Cheers. Bye-bye.